Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, before we start the show, let's talk about our Patreon page. If you're sick and tired of the commercials on the show, like the one I'm reading right now, I've got a solution for you. For just $15 per month, you can get the ultimate edition of this podcast. Here's what that means. The ultimate edition combines the free version of the show with the post-mortem show that we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials just for you. That means you get the hour-long free show plus the 20-minute post-mortem show where all the real fun happens, and you get all of that without commercials for just $15 per month. That's support for this fully independent podcast. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Good evening, everybody. This is uh, Archie Bunker of 704 Houser Street, veteran of the big war, speaking on behalf of Guns for Everybody. <laughs> now, question. What was the first thing that the communists done when they took over Russia? Answer, gun control. And there's a lot of people in this country who want to do the same thing to us here in a kind of conspiracy, see. You take your big international bankers, uh, they want to, what do you call, uh, masticate the people of this here nation like puppets on a wing. And then when they get that done, turn this over to the communists. Now I want to talk about another thing that's on everybody's mind today, and that's your stick-ups and your skyjackets. Which, uh, if that was up to me, I could end the skyjackets tomorrow. You could? All you got to do is arm all your passengers. Bob Seska. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. Everything old is new again. All that crap is real now. They used to make fun of it. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 4, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 105 of the Biden-Harris administration, 552 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. Oh, and look, here he is. You said it all. <laughs> yeah, well, you tell Ted Cruz he's the one who's boring and radical. Are you talking to nobody again? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I say, no, there's, there's, there's always someone backstage. <laughs> uh, 
Hi, my friend. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, he, of course, is Bob. I'm mm-hmm. Buzz. And one of us wrote a confession letter implicating us both. I've got my hand raised. <laughs> a big FBI raid on uh, Rudy Giuliani this week. Six o'clock in the morning, Bob. Yeah. Six a.m. Can you imagine what Rudy looks like at six a.m.? I don't even want to think about that. And this investigation, this FBI investigation, is already we've already learned a lot from it. Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, uh, Vladimir Putin also had his hands in Rudy's pants. <laughs> Gross. And well, the big uh, the big Kentucky Derby was over the weekend, yep. uh, so naturally Trump is demanding a recount. What a dick. Always, not, always, always a dick. Not really how it works, but uh, <laughs> uh, the the Bidens, the Bidens are getting a White House cat. I don't ah, know if you heard about this. Yes, and they're but they they've got it. It's waiting in the wings, reportedly, but they're they're <laughs> trying to decide what to name it. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, the Biden dogs have weighed in. Yeah, uh, they'd like to name the kitty hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, a cat's going to be eaten in the White House. <laughs> and by now. By now you have heard, of course, it's been, man, you can't escape it. Uh, Melinda and Bill Gates are divorcing. Uh, It's a breakup 27 years in the making. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now it's an amicable breakup. uh, But but what you haven't heard is they've decided to share custody of the microchip. (laughs) Oh, man. Thanks so much for joining us on our Tuesday show. Here's the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Ah, crockpot Rudy, he's on board. Evidence there that he cares to take it along. Maybe he's wrong, <laughs> but it won't be long. He needs to sell, please, and he'll put his pants on soon. <laughs> oh, he loves that for a child. She got the way to make him happy. Drops Gorotti's going style. Crackpot Rudy, you're a dollar store mouthpiece. And you make it look like your head shoots out wheel grease. So tuck in your shirt while you keep on laying down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, Rocky Mountain Mike. Uh, yep. They're, they're going to be singing that in the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> Rocky underscore Mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. Oh, my God. So much to talk about. And I want to start here, and I hate to start on this kind of negative note. No, you don't. You thrive on this kind of thing. <laughs> That's right. I'm really into these self-corrections. Actually, you know what? This isn't my fault. This correction, I'm blaming this entirely on the Washington Post. We read this uh, Rudy story uh, on Friday's After Party, and it turns out that they have since retracted a couple of details. Not the main, obviously, the main gist of the story, which is the- But the fun stuff? They retracted the fun stuff? Some of the fun stuff. Yeah, has been retracted. Uh, An earlier version of this story uh, reported by the Washington Post and published on Thursday incorrectly reported that One American News, OAN, was warned by the FBI that it was the target of a Russian influence operation. That version also said the FBI had provided a similar warning to Rudy Giuliani, which he has since disputed. This version has been corrected to remove assertions that OAN and Giuliani received the warning. So that is our... Minor correction from so, Friday. So are we to gather then from this that Giuliani 
wasn't warned by the FBI that he was being used? Uh, because that, that was a key part of the story, that he had been warned but went ahead and did it anyway. Uh, yeah, it seems like both the Rudy part and the OAN part were retracted from the story, at least the part where they were warned by the FBI. That, that's what I've gathered from this. I think the clarification needs a clarification. but I think, I think we, so, too. You know, I, it would be important for us to know, I think, whether yeah. the FBI warned him, because mm. that tells us whether he went ahead and did it anyway. Exactly, exactly right. Well, Rudy said this when he was accused of this. It's despicable. Yes, he did. And so um, the question that I have, the question that I pose to you, Mr. Buzz Burbank, Uh is would this whole process with the FBI raid and seizing all of the uh, Rudy Giuliani technologies from his place, would this all move forward if there were a pardon waiting in the wings, waiting on the sidelines to spring out like a snake out of a hole. Would this uh, all happen if Donald Trump had pardoned Rudy Giuliani? Would we know about the pardon by now? I I don't think the Justice Department would conduct an investigation just for the purpose of getting something on the record. Prosecutors, by their very nature, don't pursue anything unless they can get, uh, at least to any degree, unless they think they can get a conviction. They will probe something to see if there's something there, but I think we all know there's something there. Mm -hmm. What the FBI has to figure out is does it have enough to to, do prosecutors, federal prosecutors now, thanks to the FBI, have enough to convict, to convince a jury uh, that uh, Giuliani is guilty of acting as a foreign agent while working as a personal attorney to the president of the United States. Ah, there you go. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, speaking of uh, uh, making sense and not making sense, I don't know if you saw this. um, I think it was either Thursday or Friday last week, but Jonathan Turley, who, for some reason, I, I think he got kicked in the head by a mule at some point. I'm not <laughs> exactly a, there's sure. A lot of, there's been a rash of that sort of thing, Bob. <laughs> I know. Lots of lead paint eating. I don't know why yes. that's happening, too. And uh, Jonathan Turley wrote a piece last week in which he was talking about Rudy's assertion that he offered the FBI Hunter Biden's hard drives and the uh-huh. FBI refused to take the hard drives. And then, of course, Jonathan Turley wrote this whole piece about... How absurd that is. Why would the FBI not take those hard drives? And my my question for, of course, Jonathan Turley would be, you're taking Rudy Giuliani at his word that he's got yeah. the hard drives and he offered them to the FBI? He's just trying to keep this story alive, isn't he? Right, isn't that the point? Right. Yeah. It, it, it certainly feels that way. You know, there are too many unanswered questions, starting with, do these uh, Hunter Biden uh, hard drives actually exist? Right, right. That's, that's question number one. And, and question number two is... Uh, did they refuse uh, to take them or were they just not interested because they felt they were not relevant? Uh, and and I don't know that they're able to rec- I, I don't know what the rules are uh, on what they are able to seize that might not be relevant to their immediate investigation. I see. Well, I don't I, think they're allowed to go on a fishing expedition, so they, they'll they'll look where they know they're going to find stuff, and they'll <laughs> not look where they're not expecting to find stuff. Okay, right. And uh, no word as to whether or not Rudy Giuliani offered the FBI his Borat pants as uh, evidence <laughs> of something else. So. Those some one day, Bob. Those will hang in the Smithsonian. I know, right next to Archie Bunker's chair. Bunker's chair. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm going to go and visit take lots of pictures for instagram it's a great uh, museum yeah meanwhile um i'm sure you saw this video of uh, trump at mar-a-lago and it was stymieing to me I'm, of course i'm not don't worry i'm not going to play the audio from uh, donald trump's uh, little uh, rant at mar-a-lago but what was shocking to me was that it was recent 
I mean, that was yeah. my first thought when I saw this video. I thought, what was this from a December or was this from, <laughs> from January? Was this somewhere in the transition when he was still bitching yeah. about the recounts and, and winning the election and how it was the rigged? Election, the election was five months ago, and he was standing on a porch uh, <laughs> this week uh, ranting to tens of people, Bob, tens of people. Tens of people, yeah. To, that's to right. hear his uh, remarks, and uh, he's still ranting about the same thing yeah. uh, to increasingly smaller groups of people he's still i you know i won't deny he still has surprisingly big influence in the republican yep. party That's and right. with a with a capital big uh and and it's mystifying it certainly seems mystifying to liz cheney yeah. uh, uh who's uh <laughs> maybe got uh you know her share of testosterone i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure what's going on there but uh uh you know i guess hats off to her and good luck to her yeah i mean look liz cheney uh for a good long time and to a certain extent when it comes to policy and issues is still kind of a villain but the fact of the matter is that uh -huh. she's a, a villain who recognizes empirical reality when it comes to american politics and she's calling donald trump what he needs to be called she's referring to the republican party the way it should be referred to given its support of insurrection its support of trumpism and everything in between so it makes perfect sense that they're trying to strip her of her role as the uh the name yeah. slips my mind. Of she's the she's the number three ranking Republican. There yes. you go. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, and of course, Don Jr. did a whole guys video in which he referred to Liz Cheney as a warmonger. Uh -huh. um, but yet, at the same time, we get this story. The Biden administration has disclosed secret Trump-era rules for targeted killings away from conventional war zones. In 2017, Trump issued rules for counterterrorism direct action operations like drone strikes and commando raids in certain countries. This gives commanders broad latitude to make decisions about attacks, including that there should be near certainty that civilians will not be injured or killed in the course of the operations. And it really kind of takes the sting out of Don Jr. calling Liz Cheney a warmonger. That, <laughs> that Donald Trump had a secret drone program that he was operating during his administration. Yeah, well, unfortunately, these things don't cancel themselves out in the public, in the minds of the public, or yeah. certainly not in the minds of, of uh, alleged conservatives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it, 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 you're right, and, and it doesn't surprise me. It sounds very uh, George W. Bush, Dick Cheney yeah. uh, sort of uh, operation that uh, the Trump administration was running there. And I think over the next uh, year or two, uh, I wouldn't think it would take much longer than that, but as uh, each rock gets overturned by the new administration to see what's under it, uh, I think you know we're going to find more stuff like this. Well, uh, again, when you have a bubble environment where the Republicans, the Red Hats, they have their own bubble, not much breaks through the uh, surface, no. surface tension of that bubble. No. And so you can say literally anything you want and it's going right. to stick to the wall but people will believe it oh uh trump's latest thing now trump is calling biden's victory the big lie the big lie thank you joseph he's, goebbels he's, yeah. he's 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 stolen that well i mean if, uh, the the media is some of us especially in the liberal media have been saying uh, have been calling what uh, trump's claim uh, trump's claims about the election the big lie he's mm. now as is typical of him turned it around and calling uh, the victory of joe biden the big lie <laughs> And so, you know, it just uh, it, 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 it 
it it cements that division like uh, drying super glue. Oh yeah. Hey, look, Donald Trump is going to run again, whether we want him to or not. He's going to do it. Or at least he's going to try. He's going to plan for it. And so, uh, to a certain extent, I feel like we that, need to be that, ready. But that that would be his first choice. He's. I think he also stands ready to just be uh, to just support DeSantis. Uh, yeah, uh, that in, might be that true. Thing, yeah. Because he might see the need for a new Trump and and. Uh, there's no one uh, more stupidly qualified than Ron DeSantis. Well, that's going to be really awkward when Don Jr. throws his guy's hat in the ring. You know, that's because he's going to run. I mean, I don't know if he's the, one of the more recent polls, I think, showed yeah. uh, the top two as far as Republicans well, for 24. He's, he's, Pence and, yeah. and Don Jr. <laughs> fucking Jr. is going to yeah, try no. to run for president. Yeah, I don't, I don't see. I don't know. I, yeah. I, 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 I see. I see. I see as I see reason for concern about DeSantis running and getting yeah. elected. I, I'm just not worried about Donald Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think no. he's a threat, and I think he's fooling himself if he thinks it's uh, he's going to run. Daddy may have a word with him at some point. We'll yeah, see. yeah. Well, that's the whole point. I mean, just the last name Trump isn't going to get Jr. anywhere uh, with no. this. It's, well, it's, it's, it's his dad. That, they they love he, his dad. That's the guy. He's right. The guy. Well. And it's the, that's right. He's not his dad, and he's got that smart ass, smart ass face that you want to slap, uh, whether you're conservative or Republican. Moderate Republicans, what few there are left, and I think there are more among the voting public. I think Joe Biden's victory proved that mm-hmm. uh, the existence of moderate Republicans—they're just not going to go for that smart ass kid. Lynn Wood, you're familiar with Lynn Wood, right? Oh, yeah. He's one of Trump's yeah. uh, lawyers. Was working on the recounts and all that crap. He's a yeah. We have to pump. laugh. When you say lawyer, I have to laugh, but go ahead, yes. <laughs> well, he's also a Trump cosplayer. You, you've probably seen the pictures <laughs> right. where he's dr- literally dressed up like Donald Trump, unironically. There's no irony there. He's oh, doing no. this because they love Donald Trump. He was wearing the, the wig and the red MAGA hat and the tre- the overcoat with the red tie. He just, he so desperately wants to that's, be Donald Trump, right? That's how you, and that's how you know it's a cult. That's and right. He's not, he's not the only one. Well, as uh, I kind of alluded to there, as far as the cosplaying uh, goes, he's yeah. nuts. Is a, is a great way to describe Lynn Wood. <laughs> but here's his latest thing. I don't know if you heard about this. We talked about this a little bit on the after party on Friday. Lynn Wood thinks Donald Trump is still living in the White House. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's completely I mean, normal. Really. Yeah, no, let him, let him, bless his heart. Don't, don't, yeah, you know, so here's, uh, I hate yeah. to expose the scam here from Lynn Wood, but what Lynn Wood is doing is he's taking old photographs of himself uh-huh. at the White House while Trump was president right. and posting those on social media now as if they're new. And yeah. it's, of course, all the stuff is all of Trump's stuff. There's no picture of Trump himself still in the White House, like some sort of Sasquatch. There's no Trump in, in like a soft focus walking across the uh, distant background or something like that. This is uh, just like you see Trump accoutrements, the Trump style in the Oval Office and so on, the crap on the table and the, the, the crap on the Resolute desk. This is uh, what he's posting and saying, well, yeah, Donald Trump, don't worry, Donald Trump's still uh, uh, working in the Oval Office. He's still got it. He's still there. It's, it's going to take some time because what? of the, the the millions, tens of millions of people who are still followers, still members of the cult. It's yeah. it's going to take a little time, but but things are eroding. Do you know the number of uh, Trump voters who 
believed the election was stolen mm-hmm. has dropped by 8% since Inauguration Day. Wow. That's pretty substantial. Yeah. Uh, as for the overall population, and I found these things interesting too, uh, mental health, uh, the prescriptions for anti-anxiety drugs have dropped dramatically yeah. since January 20th. Yeah. Uh, this is a different place than it was five, six months ago. Yeah, and speaking of mental health, I want to uh, stab this in the gut while we're uh, okay. talking about it. There was a uh, a Pew survey determined that liberals, white people who identify as very liberal, have uh-huh. most often reported mental health issues. As oh, opposed you, I, to, think we, I think you and I actually talked about this Did we talk week. about this? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we did. We did. And and we, we found it hard <laughs> to believe uh, at a minimum. And it's no surprise that I completely forgot about it. I'm I'm sure you're I'm <laughs> sure you're you're so adept at editing, I'm sure it'll be no problem. Okay. Well, <laughs> suffice to say it's they're full of shit. Uh, I looked into the poll. First of all, I can't even find the actual data set that this guy used. Some guy uh, named Zach. I mean, that's the thing. It starts with a guy named Zach on Twitter. Just some random guy who claims to be some sort of researcher and then everyone in the Red Hat Entertainment complex the entire cult starts repeating it as if it's real so it sounds like it's made up on the surface you know what i'm gonna go with maybe 60 40 chance that this thing is made up and and even then as we talked about last week you can explain it away just by looking at the cross tabs i mean i i think i coped very well uh, all things considered Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it was easy I, i do i do remember feeling like uh, curling up into the fetal position when <laughs> Trump won the election. I suspended my newscast for a month. For, it was December, so I felt I could get away with it. Yeah, but but I I just reached a point where I I suspend I couldn't do it, and then I realized I had a responsibility, mm-hmm. and and came back in January and continued for another you know five years. Yeah, uh, whatever it was, and four years and. Um, I, you know, I, it, it was, it was hard. It was, it was very hard. And yeah. toward the end, like I said, when I was working 13 hour, uh, deadline days, uh, to prepare for this weekly newscast, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was, it was draining and overwhelming to be exposed to that much negativity, to that much negative material. We've all been bombarded with negativity and bombarded yeah. by Trump, uh, for four years. So it's understandable that uh, our skin is a little raw. We're mm-hmm. hypersensitive. Uh, uh, but it's also understandable that a great weight has been lifted off of us. And uh, what was the other thing? I think I, I, think I tweeted about this this week or retweeted that uh, 64% of the American people are optimistic about the direction of the country. Yeah. The num- number hasn't been that high since 2006. Well, the economy is just on fire right oh, now. Oh, yeah. In a very oh, yeah. good way. That's not, not to say, and, the, and, oh, my God, there's and, an economic calamity. No, it's not like that. It's literally and, uh, and Biden's yeah. Biden's Biden's coronavirus relief has a lot to do with that. Right. And his policies are going to build on this momentum. So mm-hmm. you look at his policies like for climate change and the jobs that will provide infrastructure and the jobs that will provide uh, on top of a, an economy that's already sort of exploding yeah. uh, and, and sending us into a roaring 20s. It's going to take a little while for the plane to take off, but it's we're, we've reached speed on the runway. We're mm-hmm. ready for takeoff. Uh, things, things are looking extremely good. 6.5% uh, growth yep. in right. Q1 of uh, 2021, which is a right. massive bit. And in fact, they're forecasting that's even higher. Yeah. yeah even, that's double right. normal. That's double normal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But 
But I the, I noticed online today on uh, Twitter, people were posting a uh, Fox News clip in which they're talking about how uh, maybe the economy's doing too well. What do you think of that? Maybe oh, they, yeah. Maybe oh, we're doing yeah. too good right now. <laughs> and they said, and then there was one guy who was saying, and uh, that's about the extent of uh, his identification. I don't remember who the hell it was, but there was a guy one on guy. Fox News Channel. Some guy on Fox News Channel mm-hmm. was saying that, well, and also we're going to see a lot of the benefits from this after the 22 midterm. So I don't know what the hell Joe Biden's thinking. Oh, you mean this is a bad thing that we're going to have solid long-term growth well into the next several years. Oh, how horrible. <laughs> what are we going to do? Let's start renting our garments. My God, the tragedy of it all. But that's how they spin crap over on Fox News Channel. And the suckers will buy it. The suckers will suck it down like Coca-Cola. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and Trump continues to lead the Republican Party over the cliff. And, you yeah. know, you see somebody like Liz Cheney say, I'm getting off here. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and we've seen some of that before. Yeah. We're seeing some now. We don't know what Liz Cheney's motives or plans are right. at this point. Um uh, hopefully there will be others uh, who, who will jump ship uh, because the, the ship makes no sense and the ship is sinking fast. It, it's increasingly shrinking into a small group of nutballs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, and I think uh, that, that number I gave you earlier about uh, dropping uh, like 58% of Republicans believed that uh, the election was rigged and now it's down to 50%, which yeah. ain't good, but 8% is a huge drop and I think it's indicative of where that's heading until yeah. it does shrink to a nutball, a nutball minority. Well, in speaking of the economy, I found this uh, fascinating how the Republicans are starting to uh, take credit for Joe Biden's yes. COVID relief oh, bill. Sure. And I think back, and this is something I mentioned on the show before, so forgive me for repeating myself, but I always think back to the 2009 Barack Obama stimulus, which was passed in March mm-hmm. of that year. It was the first thing that Barack Obama did out of the chute as far as a major landmark piece of legislation, passed this $800 billion stimulus package that the Republicans screamed about for weeks and weeks and weeks, saying it was the oncoming communism, the rise of modern socialism, and all the rest, all the same crap that they're saying now. Once again, like the Archie Bunker thing, everything old is new again. (laughs) Well, what happened was, immediately after that legislation was passed, without one single Republican vote, the Republicans, specifically state governors, were appearing in photo ops, holding giant novelty checks, almost like Ed McMahon publisher's yes. clearinghouse style checks. I remember Bobby Jindal very specifically posing mm-hmm. with a giant mm-hmm. stimulus check. Look yes. at this money I'm bringing home that I'm taking in for Louisiana. Isn't this great? Look at all the people who are going to benefit from this giant novelty check that I'm getting from Barack Obama. <laughs> but the Barack Obama part, they always conveniently left out, right? Of course, of course. Well, now they're doing it all over again. I mean, it's yep. just amazing that they're fanboys are allowing them to get away with crap like this. Kevin McCarthy, for example. In fact, Mm, it's all basically the same message across all of the Republicans, right? Oh, always. As always. And Democrats could do better at this, but yes, you're exactly right. They're, yeah. they're all, they all get the same morning memo, apparently. Yeah, exactly. So Kevin McCarthy, for example, tweeted, uh, applications for the SBA's Restaurant Revitalization Fund open this Monday, May 3rd, to register your account in advance, visit, and then he includes the URL. And of course, the Restaurant Revitalization Fund is from... Joe Biden's COVID yes. relief bill. Duh. He forgot. He forgot to add "You're welcome." On, on <laughs> exactly you know, right. And, yeah, he so. voted. He vo- he voted against it, and we're seeing, as you said, other Republicans who voted against this thing mm-hmm. now taking credit for it. It's not. 
you know, I wouldn't even mind them sort of taking credit for it if they weren't there that day, you yeah, know. Yeah. But they actually voted against it. They were calling it socialism and communism, and it's going to be a big government takeover I, and all the rest of the crap that they say I, every single time. I, 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 I will venture to say this may be the smartest Democratic presidential administration ever, and, and yeah. here's why. And it might be the, the smartest bunch of congressional Democrats ever, and, and again, here's why. Uh, because they, they recognize they, they have the power that they have. They're finding ways to get things done mm-hmm. without Republicans. Yeah. And, you know, they will make public offers for them to join in. We're li- if you guys have ideas, we're listening. Uh, any Republican care to chime in on this infrastructure thing? Well, <laughs> if not, we're, we're just, excuse us, we're just going to move ahead. Yeah. And, and, uh, and not wait around and dick around and not do, and I know we've talked about this before, but we did this for so long where we would negotiate with these a-holes mm-hmm. and they would, uh, you know, they would water down our, the legislation we proposed and yeah. water it down and water it down and water it down. And then we would all vote on it. And then it would, if it if it passed, we got the watered down version that didn't need to be watered down because mm-hmm. it wasn't going to get enough Republican support anyway. Or it ends up not passing at all. Yeah. Uh, and and so why waste our time scaling down our proposals? This, as I said before, and I think Biden said it, the other people have said it. This is a time to move big and move swiftly. That's exactly right. And Joe Biden is owning all of this. We saw that in his remarks last week to the joint session of Congress where, you know what, he took a laser pointer and shined it right in the face of uh, <laughs> of trickle down and said, I'm coming yes. after you. Your oh, days are numbered. We are so, reversing all of that. Thank God. That's so needed to be said. And I thought yeah. of you when I thought that because, I mean, it's something you and I have both believed, but but I th- thought you particularly yeah. would uh, be appreciative of someone in the ultimate position of authority saying uh, trickle down is BS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, remember, I came up in an era of politics in which, you know, it was a common thing to hear both right. Republicans and Democrats say mm-hmm. the era of big government is over. In fact, oh, Bill Clinton yeah. said that very specifically to a joint session of Congress. I believe it was either 96 or 97. The era of it, big government is over. Amazing. It, it, it was it was a good idea in theory, but what we found out in practicality is no industry is honest enough mm-hmm. to play that game. That's Instead, right. they pocket the money, they distribute it to their shareholders, uh, and they don't they don't spend it on their employees, uh, and and so it doesn't ever ever trickle down. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so important that uh, a president of the United States would say trickle-down is a fantasy. Yep, yep. Instead, he's uh, determined to grow the economy, and it seems to be working so far. He wants to grow the economy from the middle out, he said. Middle out is important. I, I like the, that phrasing because it means uh, expanding it downward, too. Expanding a middle-class lifestyle to those who are below the middle class, uh, as well as perhaps bringing other people down into the middle class, I uh, just leveling the playing field. But yeah, I like I like uh, I like middle out. It also reminded me of uh, Silicon Valley. As another reason, I liked it. There was an <laughs> iconic. Those of you who watch Silicon Valley on HBO yes. know exactly what I'm talking about when I say middle out. Also, mean jerk time is another thing you, <laughs> you might also remember. Uh, but just uh, to wrap. 
wrap this up with uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy and, and horking uh, credit yes. for the uh, yes. American Rescue Plan. Uh, Nancy Pelosi struck back at Kevin McCarthy. She said, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy called the American Rescue Plan socialist, claimed it would turn the U.S. into Venezuela, and convinced every member of his caucus to vote against it. He even warned the American people, help is not on the way. Now he's touting the American Rescue Plan's restaurant revitalization fund to brag about bringing way. home the bacon. Nancy help Pelosi, is help is on the way. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And he, you know what? He's not the only one. Uh, Elise Stefanik was uh, talking mm-hmm. about oh, that. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Grothman. Yeah, all these right. guys. Greg yeah. Pence, uh, he, Beth Van Dyne. Yeah. You know, it occurs to me, and, and this is based on something else that you used to say a lot, and, and you, it was, and everybody knows this who's listening, the Trump F-word? always makes, uh, no, no, well, no, we still, we're still pretty liberal with that. <laughs> but uh, everyone will recall that you used to say consistently, Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Yes. Well, uh, Trump is mostly out of the picture now, except mm-hmm. for his powerful position behind the scenes at the GOP. But because the GOP is Trump, now Republicans always make things worse for Republicans. And yeah. uh, the latest example, and I don't know if we're going to talk about this uh, after the break down the, down the road or whatever, but uh, Florida Republicans making things worse for themselves yes. by excluding the mail-in voters uh, they have relied <laughs> on low these many decades. Yeah. Oh, these idiots. Yeah. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to carve out special dispensations for their voters, which is a huge equal protection problem and something which even the very, very conservative Supreme Court would strike down. There's no way that survives through the the court system, through lawsuits. Not a chance in fucking hell. And uh, so this is... This is just hilarious. This is just painting themselves into a corner is what they're doing. Here we are. Under Trump, Republicans make things worse for Republicans. Exactly right. You know, I always wondered that, too, about voter ID laws, because voter ID laws often penalize older Americans and... At least historically, older Americans tend to vote Republican. They tend to turn out uh, for elections more often than not. And so I thought it was curious that they were targeting older Americans with this voter ID law. I mean, if you're Carol Burnett's age, you're 88 years old, you may not have access to a super smart daughter like Jody Hamilton. um, And you may be wondering, how the hell do I vote in the next election? How do I get my ID renewed? How do I get to the DMV? How do I pay for it, how do I get home? All these equations just to cast a ballot in an election. And now they've added another layer on top of this, making it even more difficult to vote by mail. Right, which uh, not only excludes uh, many elderly uh, voters but uh, and, and poor Republicans, but also uh, military, uh, yeah. which often heavily vote Republican. Mm-hmm. And so they're excluding um, their own voters from from being able to vote at least with any ease. That's right. Uh, they've made it harder for their own people to vote. Republicans now making it worse for Republicans. Well, lots more to talk about on today's show, including Josh Duggar in the news this week. Holy shit! We're going to talk about that and a lot more right after these words. OMG! I am using a new skincare system that I absolutely love. People say puffiness and bags under the eyes are the hardest things to get rid of. Until now, introducing Genucel Plant Stem Cell Therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Due to new technology, Genucel is an incredibly powerful natural serum, and with its instant effects, it's guaranteed to show results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. That's right. Users saw results in only 12 hours with dramatic improvement in two weeks. 
weeks. A true Chamonix Classic Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity and brilliant long-term results. You can try Genucel right now absolutely risk-free. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. Enter that special promo code Stephanie for an extra 10% off. Order now and get the legendary Genucel XV face cream absolutely free just for trying Genucel today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results, or your money back. That's lovegenucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The Bob Seska Show! play this whole damn song this is a uh, brand new music from blame it on rebecca that's r-e-b-e-k-k-a-h of course links in the description this is a song called psycho stalker reverbnation.com slash blame it on rebecca i got this uh a couple of days ago from rebecca herself uh-huh. And I was just blown away by the whole damn album. The first couple of songs are uh, covers. In fact, she does a great cover of Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. That's right before this song on the record. And it's just unfucking believable I said, it's so interesting and fresh and just a, a great song to lead us into uh, summer, out of springtime into summertime. I just love it. Uh, agreed. You didn't tell me there were going to be drums. Uh, I, I, t- <laughs> yeah. I tell you what I really what I really like about that song yeah. is uh, the fast lyrics. Mm-hmm. I, I like fast lyrics in songs yeah. uh, in the same way that I still love uh, the really rapid dialogue of anything Aaron Sorkin writes oh, yeah. or... Uh, movies from the late 1940s, uh, yeah, uh, because uh, they they would talk a mile a minute, and it was great. <laughs> and and for me, that nothing holds my interest more than a lot of words really fast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, you guys used to do that all the time on Don and Mike, right? On Don and Mike show, you used to do like that 40s speak well, where you always some, uh, engage some of us with were other. better. Some of us were better at it than others. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm more of a listener of fast dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Oh, shit. Well, bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit. Lots more great music coming up. In fact, uh, brand new Elijah Bone just around the corner. Ah, and everyone knows how much I love uh, I love the Elijah Bone. The bone. And so, yeah, yeah, got a brand new song from them coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, okay, so you may have seen this. This is not necessarily politics, but it's politics adjacent. Josh Duggar <laughs> from the uh, Duggar family, yes, the quiverful, yeah. gigantic Duggar family, 19 kids and counting, etc. Well, we heard about him uh, maybe uh, five or six years ago, and right. he was involved in uh, some uh, molestation charges against his sisters and Shocker. their babysitter. And uh, it was a you know it was a big deal, and it took down the entire show, took down the reputation of the entire family. Although right. the entire family was a bit weird, but now Duggar has been arrested by the U.S. Marshal Service, according to online government records, and booked into jail Thursday in Washington County, Arkansas, on charges of child pornography federal grand jury in the western district of arkansas indicted duggar alleging that in 2019 he knowingly received images of children under the age of holy shit under the age of 12 bob this is a a good christian republican i i find this hard to believe yeah all those years of side hugs and and jesus preaching and all the rest of it didn't really help i'm being extremely sarcastic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the former TLC star has been charged on two counts pertaining to child pornography. Duggar appeared virtually in court on Friday, pleaded not guilty on two counts of child porn charges. Judge Aaron Wiederman stipulated the 19 Kids and Counting star cannot reside in a home with minor children and must have a third-party custodian should he be released on bond, according to uh, Fox News and Deadline. You know what else he could use, Buzz? What else? What is, else uh, there's, a, there's a medication that is designed to help people like Josh Duggar, and it's called Cultapraxapro. Hello, and God bless. My name is Jim Bob Duggar from the hit television series 19 Kids and Counting. And I'm Michelle Duggar. I'm a human gestation pod for the Lord. As you might have read, we've been victimized by an evil, devilish media scandal. The media agenda media just... People have asked us, wow, Jim Bob, How do you and Michelle stay so even-keeled and unaffected by all the turmoil and improper touching? Turmoil is the devil's work. Yes, it is, Michelle. I like shoes. Shoes are fun. Here's how we achieve our current state of glazed, vacant, emotionless bliss. From the folks at Quiverful Laboratory in Heber Springs, Arkansas, we've been taking all-new, maximum-strength Cultapraxapro. Right you are, honey. Maximum Strength Cultapraxapro is a cocktail of the world's finest anti-anxiety and anti-psychotic medications, including... Chlorpromazine, Loxapac, Drolaptin, Perfenazine, Compazine, Zafiris, Abilify, Loracidone, Theraquil, Zeprexa, Clozapine, Nipalept, and Haloperidol. Praise the Lord, there's an actual halo... Anafranil, Norpermin, Sinequan. Trofranil, Marplan, Nardil, MSAM, Parnate, Xanax, Librium, Clonopin, Valium, Ativan, and Serex. Depakote, Lyrica, Neurotin, Tenormin, Corgar, Provasic, Enderol, or Betacron, Moban, Risperol, Zalexa, Prozac, Luvox, Zoloft, Prestique, Cymbalta, Fetzema. Elevil, Amioxid, Doxapin, Novaril, White Zinfandel, Chlorhexphenadryl, Adipin, Vivictil, Humoril, Valdoxin, Wellbutrin, Metatone, and Alpha Ethyltryptamine. 
just take one Cultipraxapro with food. Oh, I take six or seven an hour. That's nice. My name is Michelle. Do-da, do-da. It's Cultipraxapro from Quiverful Labs. When praying just isn't enough to stun you into an anesthetized cult-like state of emotional paralysis. Consult your Quiverful auditor before taking Cultipraxapro. You should not take six or seven Cultipraxapro per hour. Side effects include dry mouth, wet mouth, lifeless eyes, Jersey girl hair, the barfs, pins and needles, rocks and garbage, dizziness, euphoria, no sense of right and wrong, spastic tongue, moral superiority, the clap, ferret face, hysterical deafness, crusty limb balls, lengthy toenails, ectopic ectoplasm, the side hugs, gingivitis, bigotry, volcanic sputum, waxy lips, pubic staining, lens flare, gargantuan epiglottis, intravenous demilo, finger hair, and lung butter. Cultipraxapro. Use only as recommended. Is it time for me to say improper touching again? Improper touching. <laughs> proper touching. It's improper touching. Proper, proper. Oh, yes, the classic. <laughs> you know, my uh, so, my least so. favorite side effect is the gargantuan epiglottis. I have trouble <laughs> swallowing when that happens. <laughs> of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah. That is hard to swallow. Well, it's either that, and that, that causes the volcanic sputum, and that's another story. <laughs> that's I enjoyed that one. Yeah. I'm not even but quite... Now, Sadly, we're out of time. So <laughs> I know. I had a little fun naming all of the drugs. Some of those that's, medications might not be real. And uh, that's a lot of side effects. That is a lot of side effects. Well, you know, apparently there was a second steel dossier, Buzz. This is uh, probably not any evidence of PP uh, tapes or anything like that. But, but we can hope. A boy can dream. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, the former MI6 spy Christopher Steele produced a second dossier for the FBI on Donald Trump while he was in the White House. And this is during the Trump administration. This is while Donald Trump is screaming about the fake dossier right, for right. four years. Right? So yeah, Steele- I'll, give you, I'll give you a real one. <laughs> I know. Steele, uh, Christopher Steele's like, fuck you, I'm just pressing forward. I'm just going to continue right. my work. I'm not even going to pay right. attention to what you're saying. I would. Yeah, yeah. Well, Steele filed a series of intelligence reports to U.S. authorities during the Trump presidency, including information concerning alleged sexual ex- exploits. We all saw that. That was the uh, rumors of the P-tape. And for, I think what we finally determined, Buzz, what is it, that uh, it was probably some form of uh, memory merge? Because he's getting all of this through human intelligence, human, as they call it in the uh, counterintelligence yeah. services. And, uh, and I think what it is, it's a combination of the Moscow, that beauty pageant that he held, and he stayed overnight at right, that, that hotel right, where right. allegedly the P-tape took place. But then there was also another story about Donald Trump and some of his posse. I don't know what you would call them. In, in, in Las Vegas, In right? Las Vegas, yeah, yeah, going, uh-huh, to, a, remember, yeah. Uh, going to a stripper pee show. Um, well, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I think it's entirely credible. Maybe it's because I want to believe it's true, <laughs> but... But yeah. um, but but I also find it just really really easy to believe. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't have any problem with that. I, it was never proven, but it seems so incredibly likely that uh, Trump would uh, go a little crazy with hookers in Moscow. Yeah, that uh, Russian intelligence would see that as an opportunity. Uh, and uh, of course, you know, the hotel room was stocked with cameras. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, it would be for. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, I still find that story very credible. It was never proven or disproven and was sort of pushed aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think just through memory and hearing rumors and things going around, I think those two things, I think Moscow and uh, and Las Vegas kind of merged into one I, thing. Maybe, or does each story bolster the other? Uh, that could be too. I mean, it could be that the Las Vegas story is indication that Donald Trump is really into that sort of thing. I mean, you could have More seen a once. Las Vegas... <laughs> 
could have seen the Las Vegas show and gotten the idea in his head that he really loves that sort of thing. And then when he got to the hotel in Russia, he's just like, let's let's do this again. That was fun in Las Vegas. Let's try that again. I'll never be running for president. <laughs> all this allegedly, I'm putting allegedly in front of all this because the Republicans now, they love to sue everybody into silence, you know, because they hate cancel culture. Uh, that's a whole other story. But yeah. Am, so, I, am, I, am I covered by your policy? I hope you are. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, to, that's not the answer <laughs> I was hoping for. Look at the fine Bowden, print. <laughs> get Bowden on the line. Yeah, maybe you, you should just throw in an allegedly. Just say allegedly and that'll... Allegedly. Okay, allegedly. Edit that in wherever you need to. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so it was the United States Postal Service monitoring of social media that got us talking a couple of weeks ago. And it turns out that this was, uh, Buzz, this was, take a wild guess, Louis DeJoy's idea to uh, really? engage in this. And this he was, seemed like such a nice fellow. Yeah, I know. He's so sensible and reasonable and uh-huh. does a great job, you know, really stepping up and, and so p- badly maligned in the press. No, uh-huh. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, this actually came to pass right after the murder of George Floyd with the protests. And so that's when Louis DeJoy decided to take the U.S. Postal Inspection Service and start to monitor everyone's social media feeds for any indication of some sort of violent protests. Because well, that's what the Postal Service does. Yeah, of course, that's what they do, right? And the thing that uh, caused the most havoc in the United States turned out to be a bunch of people who love Louis DeJoy and love Donald Trump, and they love them so much that they stormed the Capitol building, and a couple of them were shot, and they, they murdered some uh, Capitol police officers. We all heard about it in the news, didn't we? And, to, and to this day, and it's important, to I always say it this way and remember it this way, Trump supporters stormed yes. the Capitol on January 6th in an attempt to overthrow the government. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In a violent, deadly attempt. Yeah, and shocking that Louis DeJoy's little uh, program of monitoring people's social media feeds, given that that insurrection was mostly planned on Facebook, that uh, Louis DeJoy would miss that particular set of details uh, of what was uh, going to be happening. Uh, while Again, while Trump was still president. I mean, January 6th, Trump was still president. Louis DeJoy was still in power at the USPS. Still is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't remind not, me. Not uh, for much longer. Not for much longer. Uh, yeah. A committee has approved uh, Biden's three appointees to the Postal Board. Great. Uh, and that's expected to, to move through Congress. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, and, and the, the Democrats will do whatever they have to to resume control of the United States Postal Service. Well, we were talking before the show about uh, herd immunity and COVID and this week's John Oliver and last night's Rachel Maddow. So I definitely, I want to get into uh, herd immunity and COVID and where we are right now, where things stand. Uh, According to experts, they're not looking so good. We're going to talk about that and uh, a lot more right after one last quick break back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius. 
Doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Another song I wish I could play the entirety of. This is uh, the great Elijah Bone. A song called The Place I Love. ElijahBone.com to support these guys. So wonderful. Very pretty. So Very amazing. I was, just, I was playing this on Endless Loop yesterday. After, uh, after of course, I recorded uh, this month's yeah. Indie Music Countdown. and Which uh, is the best music you've never heard. Exactly. You, you have to hear this show. I was Thank you for including that in your graphic. I like yeah, that. yeah. That's, uh, that's exactly what it is. I mean, we may not know these songs right out of the right. box, but that's the whole point of you, you, playing these you like, songs. You, yeah. you like them instantly. I mean, who yeah. doesn't want to hear an hour of new music? That you're just going to love. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's right. like, a, it's all guaranteed a home run. I think some people are scared because it is music that is, uh, it's, all, it's all indie music. It's not on the radio. It's not being played on Sirius XM necessarily. You have to really seek it out if you want to listen to it. I, I like I like alternative radio stations that I find on the internet or whatever, but, but uh, I'm a little scared of the indie stations because they just play, you know, it seems like anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, this is a nice selection of... Of really the best pieces that have been submitted to you and and mm. so uh, to me this is a, a little narrower focus yeah. so what i'm saying is you don't have to be afraid of this unfamiliar music it's it's like i said a, it's a home run oh yeah 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 and in fact i uh received a note from a guy who's got his own uh, heavy metal band and he was like well bob uh-huh. do, you, do you play heavy metal music and i said Yes, if it's independent. I mean, if it's not on a major label, I'll play it. If it's not on a major label, I'm going to play it. I don't care if it's country. I don't care if it's uh, Americana, alternative, metal, uh, punk. We play uh, hip hop. I play all kinds of music here. And uh, as as long as it's good. And, you know, there have been very few, if any. I probably list on one hand the number of uh, songs I've actually decided to kind of sidestep. I hope people also support these independent artists. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Bob always tells you where you can find their music and uh, do so, if, especially if it's something you really like, uh, because the arts have suffered uh, financially, uh, like a lot of industries have during the uh, pandemic, especially independent artists. And that, of course, includes a podcast, That's a right. Patreon subscription. Just needed to mention that there. But anyway, let's move along here to uh, more stuff. Uh, let's see. First of all, this was uh, both a big deal on uh, John Oliver this week and also on Rachel Maddow. And if you need a primer on how to talk to people who may be hesitant on getting a vaccination, uh-huh. watch the first half of John. In fact, watch the whole show because it's an amazing, right. uh, you know, really insightful, 
hilarious politics show. If you haven't, if you've never seen the John Oliver last week tonight show on HBO, you're missing a whole lot. You, you'll be smarter for it, and you'll enjoy yourself. You'll feel good at the same time. And something tells me after this week's episode, Dana Perino is not going to be talking about her, the ranch she grew up on anymore. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be in her vernacular. How do they? How, somebody has to explain to me one day how they find all of those clips. <laughs> I know. And they, you just have to see the show to understand what we're talking about. But oh, yeah. I want to know how they find and assemble all those clips. Yeah. Well, they've got some very, very funny researchers, uh, people who have to sit and listen or just pour their way through all those transcripts. I imagine that's it's, how it it's, happens. It's not like there's a find search bar on a, for a word on video. Is there or yeah. is there? Maybe there is. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Do people still use LexisNexis? Uh, I, because I maybe know. that maybe there's something that you can subscribe to where there they, are transcripts uh, of video presentations. Well, some people use LexisNexis, but they're all named Zach. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that guy. What about that guy? <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. So, um, well, it doesn't look like we're going to reach herd immunity because of the shirkers refuse Nixon, COVIDiots, etc. cetera. Uh, mm. Scientists and public health experts say that uh, herd immunity in the United States may not be attainable due to vaccine hesitancy. Now, look, right. b- before we talk about this, I want to preface this by saying, you know, Chris Lavoy, uh, Chris Lavoy from the Stephanie Miller Show, had a right. great point on Twitter today. Oh, uh, the actual discussing of the hopelessness of herd immunity may uh-huh. convince some people to not get vaccinated. Otherwise, what's the point? And uh, that is an mm. extremely valid concern. But I still think sometimes guilt and peer pressure, FOMO, things like that, mm-hmm. I still think that kind of works. If you uh, give off uh, the impression that you're, you're part of the problem, you're hesitating and you're ruining it for everybody, I think that will convince some people to actually go forward and get vaccinated, don't you think? If you announce that there's going to be a public carnival in your town, uh, <laughs> everybody, every, everybody mm-hmm. in normal times at least, everybody would show up. And, yeah. and uh, we used to talk about a theory of, uh, uh, you know, everybody goes to the same place at the same time. If mm-hmm. there's an event on the weekend, you can pretty much count on the whole town going to that event, yeah. and which means uh, parking and getting in and out is going to be a complete nightmare. It's going to be very difficult to enjoy it with that many people because everybody's doing that. And so maybe you won't even bother, but, but, but the, the overall, the majority mentality is, Oh, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and so, and, and I think when it gets to the point where more and more and more people are vaccinated, uh, you're going to feel more like an outsider Mm -hmm. uh, not being vaccinated. And, Although uh, Ron DeSantis has just outlawed it in Florida, uh, many employers uh, and uh, certain state and local and county governments are still uh, keeping restrictions and, and other means in place. Uh, it, it, they, many employers will require uh, a kind of proof of vaccination. Yeah. Call it a passport, call it whatever you want. Uh, many baseball uh Teams, uh, clubs, organizations, companies have have begun requiring it of their fans. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as people begin to feel more excluded, the FOMO that you mentioned, uh, I I think more people will pile on. Also be heartened by the outreach programs. There are a number of different ones. Uh, I I know, uh, was it, I think John Oliver highlighted one. I had previously read of another that used a slightly different approach. But uh, many of these are approaching people who... 
are reluctant, but they're not against getting the vaccine. So the right. idea is to get these on the fencers, off the fence, and onto the vaccine side. And there's been some expression, uh, some projection that even if you convince the on the fence people to get vaccinated and you add them to the people who are already getting vaccinated, that that still won't be enough to reach herd immunity. Mm-hmm. It does not that does not mean that life can't go back to some kind of normal as yeah. as the numbers go up and up and up if we can get to 70 percent, i'd be i'd be thrilled yeah, yeah uh obviously we'd love it to go higher but but it never does i posted i retweeted a cartoon from the 1930s oh, yeah. the, you didn't you didn't know they had twitter in the 1930s <laughs> did you yeah uh, i saw that one though it's good uh but yeah an old newspaper cartoon it was about a vaccine hesitancy during a smallpox epidemic and mm-hmm. Headed off the cliff into the swamp of smallpox are the same types of people that we see, uh, for the most part, reluctant today. So uh, to some degree, this is human nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, it's been this anti-vax thing has been ramped up by Trump and others and the anti-vax movement. So the numbers of resistors are bigger now than they were, I think, then or in 1918. Well, there was no vaccine in 1918. Yeah. Certainly there's there's more resistance now. There was even in, in uh, the case of that 1930 smallpox mm-hmm. outbreak. And, you know, look, FOMO worked on me as far as increasing <laughs> yes, my urgency yes. to get vaccinated. Yeah. And, you uh, got, of course, it, it, made, it made you frantic. It did. It really did. <laughs> and it wasn't that I, I didn't want to get vaccinated. I desperately I wanted to get vaccinated. But then it was amplified by yes. seeing everyone, all of my friends on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram with their photos of their exposed shoulders getting jabbed with their... Your friends in Florida, for crying out loud, got vaccinated before you did. I can <laughs> understand. Right. Yeah. I can understand why you were a little steamed. Exactly. And so I'm looking at all of this and I feel like I'm missing out. And that made me want to do it even more to the point where I was hunting all around, trying to find, you know, just refreshing the usual sites and trying to mm-hmm. book an appointment. And now you go to those same sites availabilities up and down the board you there's no excuse now to not get vaccinated in terms of your schedule you can get in just basically anytime you want i know some uh, pharmacies are just doing walk-ins where you can just walk in and to me if you're hesitant to get vaccinated because of the time expenditure or you're worried about missing a day at work because of some side effects that you may or may not have, why the hell are you waiting in a long, long line it, in Orlando for the White Castle to open? You know, it, that's... The- it, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that Jesus. up. Yeah, yeah. maybe White Castle ought to be doing the vaccination. You know what I mean? It makes more sense. Bunch of teeny tiny hamburgers and your vaccination right there at White Castle. One-stop couple, shop. A couple of sliders and a Pfizer to go. <laughs> I'd get I'd get my Pfizer supersized. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, so you know, there's another aspect to this too, which is the guilt trip. Um, you know, when I was a uh, cigarette smoker, something that I was really glad to have dumped in uh, 2007 sure. cold turkey. And uh, once I did that, I remembered back to you know all those afternoons, those rainy afternoons huddled under the awning outside like a pariah, like some sort of weird, like Aqualung character trying to smoke a cigarette and uh, not having any fun at the same time. (laughs) And and then going, you know what? I just, I don't want to do this anymore. So I think at a certain point, people who are not vaccinated are going to start to feel that same way. They're going to feel like those smokers under the awning during a thunderstorm, just getting soaked, but getting their nicotine fix. There's that. And and the excuses are falling by the wayside and these outreach groups are coming. It, it, it What I'm hearing now is that it, it won't be the end of the world. I mean, 
it would have been great, and it would have been doable to yeah. uh, crush this virus. Yeah. But we may have to settle for bringing it under control and having a manageable Mm-hmm. virus mm-hmm. uh you know i mean and and it's something i guess we do with other diseases yeah, yeah so uh nobody this is not our first choice and maybe over time over the years maybe the number of unvaxxed will shrink even further i think it's exciting now that we're getting uh, 12 to 15 year olds vaccinated and if that goes well as i know it will because it's past the trials uh trials are already underway on younger kids uh, there's no reason schools can't be open and i think uh, schools are going to insist, uh, at least where they can get away with it, certainly not in Florida where the governor's banned it, but, uh, you know, parents, teachers, uh, having more people vaccinated uh, heading back to school is going to make them much safer and bring us a generation of people who are cool with the vax. So, um, you know, I think I'm, I think there's reason to be optimistic about the children who are about to get vaccinated. Well, with herd immunity and circling back to that, the, the only really, really disappointing aspect of this is the fact that hopefully uh, the best case scenario is that we would no longer have to look over our shoulders all the right. time for right. you know COVID lurking just around the corner. I don't know. Look at that. I don't know if I should go in there. I don't know if I should do that. And even if we're fully vaccinated, the, the process of just constantly being aware of its existence yeah, it would have been great to have eliminated that. But I think that I mean, ship sailed uh, a year ago with Liberate Michigan and Liberate Virginia I, and all that shit. I find myself more conscious now. And, and I've had an experience years ago where I picked up a, a kind of pink eye. And I was able to, because you know the, you know the incubation period of it. I know it, it, was, it, was, it was the restroom door handle of a rest stop in Kansas, in the middle of Kansas. <laughs> And I, I, I was able to determine the time and date and location of my contact with the virus uh, by uh, knowing the incubation period. It, it struck me 11 days later, which is the incubation period, for uh, epidemic keratosis conjunctivitis, mm, which is what I had. Fun. Which is a, which actually a, a more damaging kind of pink eye that leaves scarring. Oh, And God. actually had scarring in my eye. For a few years, they said it would never heal, but it did. Ha! ha. But at, at any at any rate, I had washed my hands. But the only way to get out of that restroom, and there were no paper towels, was to touch that door. And so I that door handle, and I so I know, and I got in the car and drove. What, you know, what so did you, you did you, you touch know. it with your eyelids? What did why would you? No, no. But I must have. Uh, my point is that experience made me much more careful yeah. about even though I wash my hands. Made me much more careful about what I touch and ha- and what kinds of things you can pick up and where you can pick them up. The pandemic has reminded me of the importance of being aware of others and mm. uh, of of you know being aware of the the risks overall. I, our flu season was zero, you know, near zero this past year because so many of us were. Uh, staying home and or wearing masks. I'll be interested to see what the flu numbers are like in the coming year. Are we going to do as we did last year and more of us get vaccinated for the flu? Are some of us going to continue to wear masks during cold and flu season and greatly reduce the risk and the spread of those uh, those things. I think some of us will, some of us won't, but I come away from this more cautious and more aware of the germs that are out there yeah. uh, than I was before this pandemic. Well, once again, Buzz, this goes back to your ongoing statistic, your poll number, your percentage, <laughs> 30% yes. of the U.S. population. Again, it's the 30% that always fucks over everybody else. 
30% of the U.S. population remains reluctant to be vaccinated, and the original herd immunity threshold was estimated to be about 60 to 70% of the population. I think it's up to 90%. I think it's a, a range well, of Well, no, 90. It's, it's, it's always been in the 70 to 90% range, yeah. and obviously you want the number to be higher. But realize also that our herd immunity with influenza, the, the, the average uh, effectiveness of the flu vaccine year mm-hmm. to year is 60%. I see. Well, that means you've reduced your chances of getting seriously ill by 60%. It's Darn incredible. worth it. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. Mm-hmm. Not as high as we'd like it to be, and yeah. they're working on making that better, but 60% is better than nothing. And anyone who says, you know, look, I don't want to get vaccinated because I don't know what's in the vaccine, and at the same time, they're microwaving up some pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> right. Drinking, Please. While drinking while drinking their Diet Mountain Dew. Exactly right. Please inform them of the deep, deep irony of their, <laughs> their situation. Because, my God, our food supply has more bullshit in it, more chemicals, more things that aren't even beginning to be listed in the ingredients list things, on the back of the things, item. Things you don't want us to say out loud. Yeah. Anything, uh, that, has a, anything that has a barcode on it, you're eating milk. <laughs> Mystery foods, mystery chemicals produced someplace in New Jersey. And, and it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse, Bob. The, the latest conspiracy theory is vaccine shedding. Oh, a yes. week ago, mm-hmm. a lot of us were talking about a school, a private school in Miami, uh, that was uh, excluding <laughs> firing teachers who had gotten vaccinated Jesus. and not hiring teachers who had been vaccinated because they feared uh, what is now being called vaccine shedding. <sighs> that people, people who've been vaccinated should not be exposed to children because they could shed their vaccines somehow onto the children. I read on on Twitter uh, this morning, yesterday, whatever, a woman, uh, her her hairdresser won't see her anymore because the hairdresser uh, knows that her client has been vaccinated and fears the client's vaccine shedding. And so has to find a new hairdresser. Uh, so from the head of a private school in Miami to a hairdresser in somewhere America, uh, uh, there are apparently a lot of people out there who believe this latest nutty conspiracy theory, vaccine shedding. Why can't we use that to our advantage? The (laughs) the gullibility of the sucker vote. I think we can. I think what we need to do is come up with a, a crazy Facebook rumor about red baseball caps and AR-15s and how they can be shedding some sort of impotency uh, <laughs> virus onto the owners of them or something like that. Well, you wear that red hat and that red dye bleeds into your scalp, it's going to go right down to your penis and I, it's got, we, all the lead's going to go out of your pencil. We, we, we should have thought of that sooner. There's no convincing <laughs> them of it now. We're going to have to come up with something else. But uh, speaking of, of them and Facebook... Uh, it's looking very much like Trump will be back on Facebook tomorrow. Oh, no. So the advisory committee, yeah, shocker that Mark Zuckerberg's advisory they've, committee on that is going to rule the wrong way. They've reached a decision that they will announce tomorrow, Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, that decision, they've given a, a hint, I think, as to what they're going to decide by saying uh, they agree with the statement that's been made that no private corporation has the right to censor. They did it. You know, it was indefinite. First, it was 24 hours, his suspension from Facebook. And then uh, within the day, Zuckerberg extended it and said, well, at least, you know, for as long as he's president and poses this kind of danger. Uh, so his uh, suspension is indefinite. Uh, they've, I guess their consciences have gotten to them 
now, or someone has, <laughs> and uh, it's it's starting to look like now they're against censoring Donald Trump and uh, therefore inclined. It's I mean I don't know for a fact what mm-hmm. they're going to announce tomorrow, but based on what I've read, what I know. Uh, it looks like they're going to. Oh, for fuck's sake. Did nobody learn anything from World War II, for God's sake? I mean, appeasement is not going to stop the bullshit. Jesus Christ. I mean, there, I have seen so many people uh, with uh, posts taken off of Facebook, people suspended from Facebook. I mean, Frank Conniff from MST3K uh-huh, was suspended uh-huh. from Facebook. He posted about it uh, yesterday, I believe, because his suspension ended, and right. he was able to detail exactly why he got suspended for, I think it was 30 days or something ludicrous. Right. Uh, for just absolute nothing, for big piles of nothing. Someone was uh, penalized on Facebook because they were talking about uh, their garbage and how they use not black trash bags, but white trash bags. So the phrase white trash was flagged by Facebook's algorithms, and that person was suspended from Facebook. It's absolutely absurd. And so what Facebook is going to do now, on top of cutting a deal, and this gets me so fucking fired up with the uh the ben shapiro crowd they cut a deal where the ben shapiro crowd can post whatever the fuck they want on facebook rupert murdoch yeah Yeah, exactly right and and now it looks like they're going to unleash donald trump on the world of social media again what could possibly go wrong especially with a computer that can't read context (laughs) we already know what that gets us we already know who's to blame it seems to me as if mark zuckerberg is already embattled because of his participation Participation in both 2016 with the where Russians are paying rubles to get disinformation on Facebook. With a name like Zuckerberg, how do you expect him to know anything about World War II? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You cannot appease these guys. It's only going to get worse. And we're already like, we're right on the precipice of an autocratic, authoritarian takeover in this country. Fascist idiocracy rising again. With and and it likes. With a name like Zuckerberg, it's got to be good. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, that's not going to be good. And and so, you know, we're just like one or two elections away from those people taking over the fascist idiocrats. And Zuckerberg going to facilitate or, that shit. Or, or one or two elections away from keeping it away from them forever. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. That could also mm-hmm. be true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's See? always that chance, Buzz. Yeah, that uh, Donald Trump is going to undermine his own movement. There's a very real chance of that, too. Absolutely. Um, well, lots more to talk about on the post-mortem show coming up on our Patreon page. Uh, yeah. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald said oh. something interesting on a podcast ah. the other day, and we want to talk about that a little bit because, yeah, Glenn Greenwald, what a shocker here. He's basically defending QAnon. So we're going to be he's talking so, about... He's so over. I he's, know. Well, well, let's finish him off. Yeah. Well, oh, God. Yeah, I've been working on that for seven years now. Uh, But yeah, we're going to talk about that. Mike Flynn forgot the Pledge of Allegiance. We're going to talk about that, too. I think I've got the tape of that. Plus, uh, oh, more Zuckerberg news, Buzz. Uh, With a name like Zuckerberg, it's got to be good. (laughs) I'm going to have to make a drop-in of that. Um, uh, We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Again, that's on our Patreon page. If you're not signed up on our Patreon page, you're missing out. FOMO Uh is a real thing. So just sign up for $5 a month. $5 a month. It's next to nothing. And for uh, for that level of support, you'll not only be supporting this independent podcast, but you're going to get two post-mortem shows every week. When this music stops playing, we keep on talking, and then we make that talking available to all of our Patreon subscribers at the $5 and higher level. Yeah, there you go. 
Also, $10 a month is going to get you the two post-mortem shows plus the Friday after party with me and Kimberly Johnson. And $15 per month. Uh, we thank you for that level of support. That's Herculean of you. Uh, but we're, you're also going to get in return for that level of support. Uh, the uh, post-mortem shows, after party, plus we take out all the commercials from this here show for you, too. So, bonus, huh? Okay, we'll see you over there. See you on our Patreon page. Meanwhile, you can find Buzz Burbank on Twitter and Facebook. Just search by name for Buzz Burbank. And if it's Buzz Burbank, you know it's good. <laughs> take care, folks. We love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.